0: okay (laughs) hi everyone so we were about to start podcasting sorry i'm here with my cousin stephanie say hi hi um we were about to start recording on my phone and then suddenly i was made aware that stephanie can fix my technical issues so slightly longer story i tried to record a podcast a few weeks ago after i got all this new equipment um and it was a great podcast but there was this weird buzzing in the background and i just couldn't edit it in a way that even made it like listenable and so now hopefully like you can you can still hear this little bit of buzzing maybe i'll be able to edit out edit it out later um but stephanie basically fixed all my problems and now i can use my cool equipment (laughs) Yup. so we're good to go so that was the thing i was going to talk about and now you have to talk about your thing
1: right okay so i got a new roommate i don't want to wear these headphones you don't
0: okay wait that should work yeah you'll just hear me and you
1: right and if I sound weird then whatever exactly okay so I have a new roommate and she's amazing her name is Maya Uh, she is a Gen Z just brilliant woman yeah she's young but has a really old soul and does things it's not even I can compare her to another age right Mm. like oh she's like a 30 year old or this or that it's like She's just an evolved human. Yeah. And she has brought in in new literature to my life that I've never encountered before. So I don't know who listens to this podcast, but like I'm a little I'm like a little like I love my spiritualness. Yes. And um that what have you. But I there's a lot of hocus pocus out there and Basically, my roommate Maya has been able to sift through the hocus pocus and like get to like the true spirituality. Okay. Uh, But if you're not really into that or if you don't have a like that much of an open mind, like this might be a little cuckoo bananas to you. And but like I encourage you to just think big picture and kind of zoom yourself out from this like head down into the phone materialistic world that we live in and that is can has like is so conducive to technology now and just kind of like zoom out to being on like this billion year old rock yeah in the universe just like sure come back to that yeah um and like how just like the creation of mankind uh i'll preface
0: okay okay
1: now I am not super, I'm just starting to learn about this stuff. So forgive me if I don't totally like make sense or sound like I know what I'm talking about. No worries at all. Because I fucking don't.
0: We will figure it out as we But we're going to
1: get there. Yes. And my first thought learning about this is was like, I need to tell Ben about this. Amazing. Because as you all know, Ben likes to go deep. (laughs) He likes to fucking think. And he's just brilliant. So we're going to. We're going to go there. Okay. So. Have you heard of the Law of One? I don't think so. Raw material? No. I am raw.
0: Sounds maybe somewhat familiar, but I definitely need. You need to get the ball rolling. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, back in the 80s. Early 80s uh, this physicist uh, recorded sessions did some recording did many recording sessions back it up he for 10 years had meditation circles to speak to higher consciousness
2: hmm.
1: so if you understand the concept of consciousness is that we're all on we're all one consciousness like we are all in that one ocean of consciousness okay some of us have higher levels art can go to higher levels or at a higher level some are very very low very very low but we're all in the same ocean so to speak of consciousness
0: i already th- hmm how do i I feel like this is an idea that yes. I've been introduced to, but I don't quite grasp it. I feel like I don't grasp exactly what this means. What
1: that means. So if you think about the conscious collective, mm-hmm. um, so I think like COVID's a good example. Like that is something that was on everyone in the entire planet's mind at one time. Okay. Um.
0: Hmm. So is it kind of like... Um, None of our consciousness, none of our consciences exist independently. They're all interconnected with each other and changes in the consciences of any other person will also change what is within ours. And
1: that can be super granular like me and you. Yeah. Right? Or if you're, let's say like I'm judging you about your shirt or something like that. Mm Um, and I just look at your shirt and I make a weird face. I don't say anything, but then you're like, oh shit, my shirt's weird. Yeah. And then we're both thinking about your shirt. and We're like, fuck. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like way more than that. And it's more, it's more that we are just all conscious beings living a human experience. Okay. But our consciousness has been around Since since the dawn of time, right? We are constantly evolving creating this idea of the reincarnation and uh, Our consciousness has been in this universe in this on this planet for a long fucking time And it's just in our bodies for this blip of our life
0: Interesting so it's like sorry go not to interrupt, but so we basically This is so interesting, actually, as I'm looking at this book, there's something called the one power in this book. Uh And it's like, like the one power or kind of almost like the force in Star Wars. It's like anyone can channel it, but it's never actually yours. It's like you can just borrow it or you have a piece of it. And so during our lifetimes, we get to take a little piece of it and then it's left back in the universe almost. Yeah.
1: afterwards
0: yeah okay
1: so this brilliant man physicist did this meditation circle calling in the a a higher consciousness right trying to understand the history of our world back to the pyramids Hmm. you know how those were created yeah um and just the brilliant um generations before us and how they evolved and where they went and, and all of that. And um I'm getting a little ahead of myself here because of what I've read from it, but they were able to contact a one of the higher consciousness beings, which we could perceive as existential, um, like alien-esque,
2: hmm.
1: you know, other other Out of this world, being. Hmm. (laughs) I know it's getting a lot.
0: This is yeah. So I'm.
1: Let me see if I can find someone saying because my roommate is really smarter than me and um.
0: Yeah, feel free. Of course, I was thinking of at some point of like checking for thoughts on these ideas on my phone too. But so higher consciousness being so is Mm -hmm. is is the idea almost again just trying to connect it to frameworks that I understand more that I'm more familiar with is it like reaching there's almost like a different dimension that this joint consciousness lives in and that's a
1: great thank you so much there's seven dimensions that we are all able to And eventually, we'll reach. We're in the fourth dimension. So this consciousness is in the seventh dimension of consciousness.
0: How do you know that there's five, six, and seven?
1: People a lot smarter than me figuring it out. Okay. A lot of them are figuring that out from this book. I'm going to read you the description. I think that will help. Okay. The Law of One, Book One, The Raw Material,
0: Mm.
1: is the exact transcript from the recordings of 26 sessions of an experiment designed to communicate with extraterrestrial, I think I said that incorrectly before, please don't judge me, being, these experiments took place in a 19-year span, beginning in, okay, I did this wrong, I said that wrong, beginning in 1962 and undergoing a process of constant refining ever since. All the Law of One volume series present Commentary and transcripts of a dialogue between questioner and an extra-dimensional being referenced as Ra. The law of one is the central philosophical principle around which all of Ra's teachings rotate. Namely, it is the concept that everything in the universe is in reality the same thing and that any perceived differences and contrapositions in life's aspects are basically due to an insufficient level of awareness.
0: Hmm.
1: Spacing from co- cosmology to biology and passing through other disciplines, such as anthropology, philosophy, spirituality. The law of one has been a profound source of inspiration and wisdom to many. So the questioner is the mm-hmm. physicist. Yeah. And then Ra is spoken through. One that was able to be in a get in that deep meditative state. Yeah. And she speaks their words. Wow. And like hmm. it is it, it like doctorate like PhD level literature transcribed into this fat fucking book of these twenty six sessions. Yeah. And it's a woman named Carla. Okay. She's literally laying down, has a Bible behind her head. They have to like comb her hair a per- certain way. And she she would lose a pound after each session because of all the like manpower it took for her to channel this being. And huh. their words.
0: Wow. How long were the sessions? Do you know, I mean...
1: I would say it could be like forty five minutes to two hours, okay, and each each time he talks it it's like I am raw, and then we'd talk about huh, I mean, and this is stuff that one a human could never just make up
0: hmm. and
1: and if one could. No one would spend that time Yeah. To do that. And it's too intelligent to be not real. Interesting. Yeah. I but it was Yeah, go.
0: It was just Carla.
1: Just Carla was the one who was able to
0: Hear basically.
1: Channel. Channel's a better way of doing it because Mm. she didn't remember anything. Really? None of it. This it. sounds
0: this sounds wild.
1: Yeah, by the time they were like doing their last session, it was like she was like eighty-five pounds.
0: Holy cow!
1: Yeah, so it was it, like and like her back would hurt. Um, there was a lot of pain, so they could only do it so much. Um, hmm. But I mean, they did 26 sessions. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "What? They do this one time? We're able to like talk to this." this being once right like how could they talk to them so many times but it just it just worked huh yeah
0: or i mean i i am i assume people have like challenged this a lot right like people would say that she like i would expect the general listener to be like she's she was psychotic she was a crazy person
1: so it's all transcribed into a book Mm. um and they have recordings of it but it's crazy like she speaks really slow it's like i am raw i am again with this instrument which is her we are close to initiating a contact but we have a we're having a difficult time penetrating a certain mental tension and distraction we will there well we will therefore describe types of vibration which is being sent. The inter- instrument will find us entering the energy field as a slight angle towards the back of the top of our head in a narrow and strong area of intensity.
0: Okay, very specific. Very specific. Huh. Okay, so I feel like it would be it'll be hard to like to dig into the foundations of. The idea but I guess the question my question would be like where does this bring you where do you feel like this is bringing you
1: this is bringing me to a there's a higher state of being
2: hmm.
1: and understanding of the actual universe and human experience that I'm on hmm And raising my awareness of that. Okay. And making... I don't know. I think we can get so caught up in... Like, our our life. And just the really, really mundane little things that... Can really drive us crazy and all that. Um, And I think... This is just fascinating yeah. and it ties into A Course in Miracles, Okay. which basically A Course in Miracles is a way of living in a state that you're, you, I don't know, being way less getting out of suffering, really.
0: More detached, would right. you say?
1: Like you were telling me about your roommate and that table. Yeah. And I was like, this table means nothing. This table is nothing. You don't even know what this table is. You just know it's a table because someone told you it's a table.
0: Yeah. It's all just our idea of what It's just our idea
1: is. of what it is. And all of that is from the past. Yeah. Like living actually in the present moment.
0: Hmm. Very interesting. Yes.
1: I would love to do this podcast exactly a year from today. So that would be December 3rd. Yeah. And after studying this for a year because I'm starting the course of miracles I just started a couple days ago of doing daily listenings and I think you know as someone who went to a Catholic high school but didn't really learn religion in my own right but always have been fascinated by it both of these things are very spiritual and not so much religious but that that God complex and when Ra talks about God, or someone else talks about God, it is God as in the universe. The universe is our God.
0: Yeah, it's o- yeah. like almost like what was being channeled is God. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And cr- like Christ consciousness,
0: mm.
1: and what who Jesus actually was was just someone that was fully enlightened. Okay. That's it. That tracks. Right. Yeah. Christ consciousness, full enlightenment. That's cool. So that's what these two materials uh, I- bring you to.
0: <laughs> interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Well, I, I guess I'd connect this to something I was, I've been thinking about, even, um, or even earlier today, um, where I. I guess realizing how many layers maybe even from, from this framework tend to exist between us in that enlightenment because i feel like i'm someone who is pretty detached from a lot of the mundanity um, whether it's like the day-to-day stressors of a job or um, kind of material obsessions like you're talking about but i there are other things that do feel excessively kind of important and, and real to me that I attach to. And a lot of them are like based on relationships, based on fear and pain, based on even just this idea that my, my thoughts and my narratives are somehow more important or real than anything around me. Mm. Um, Or those more day-to-day casual mundane things um and i feel like i've been coming into the realization that that is not the case that those are just as much kind of there is no elevated importance to what goes on in our heads just like there is no elevated importance to what goes on around us what happens to us in our day-to-day lives it is all just our idea of it
1: is there something specific recently that you can talk about? Um <laughs> He's just smiling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I need to any think about. Yeah. If I want to. I don't know. I guess Well, There are there are things that happen that um that hurt me yeah i don't know i'm I'm very sensitive to people and perceived rejection um, mm. but honestly, a- another part of these realizations recently has been the knowledge that like all of the pain that I endure comes from myself it comes from my own thoughts and and it's i feel like it's actually pretty easy to to realize because you realize that you only ever get hurt by other people if what they say or what you pick up from them matches with what you already feel and feel pain from about yourself like your own perception exactly and so i i guess even if like little things happen, but what has been more happening is just what's in my head and noticing when I have those thoughts that, that hurt myself.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah we're our own demise. It's our ego.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's the ego.
0: But it's nice because at least that means that we also kind of have all of the power in. Right. And we our
1: need our ego. We can't get rid of it. Yeah. We just need to work with it. Yeah. Yeah. And bring that reality into our awareness and know that so much of our own pain is our perception of what is causing that pain. Exactly. But that's the beauty of being human right the ability to feel all the emotions in the world yeah um but the course of miracles talks about you know seeing as every single person you encounter or not as uh, as god as one with god mm. and if we're not all god then no one is yeah and that the consciousness that are even, you know, the, the murderers, the, the terrible, terrible people that we, you know, ostracize and, 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 you know, put away. And in this world Mm -hmm. are, are, is God acting out, you know, that expression, that anger, that, that, that emotion, Mm. because if, if they didn't have those, that level of low and 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 sadness rage um sickness, then how would they ever know purity perfection,
0: yeah, I definitely get that. I've a friend who has talked to me in very much the same way. you just you need the contrast, yeah, you do hmm,
1: um, so I'm trying to. Well, it doesn't really work unless you are can really see everyone as just, you know, that God complex. Yeah. And it's it's hard saying God. And I bet it's hard saying God for a lot of people who were like, this is weird. Or just, I don't align with this anymore. Or was shoved down your throat when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And... You were never actually explained why you were attending church. You just did. Yeah. You know? And, or like, these are the rules. This is what you should be shameful for. Mm -hmm. These are the things that you cannot do. Instead of the teachings of, of Jesus. I think that's what we all need is like who Jesus was as an actual human being. Yeah, because even those that were worshiping said God, when Jesus was in front of them, mm-hmm. they were going to they killed him. Yeah. And he's like, I am God. I am the bread that you're fucking eating. That is me. Come at me, bro. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, You guys are so stupid. And that's why he was like, whatever. Fine. Kill me. Because hmm. you're not killing me. I will never die. Because we never, our bodies croak. Yeah. Our consciousness is forever.
0: Hmm. There's something I want to get at that is like, I guess, I guess like something that kind of goes against the idea of the power of one. Law of one law of one i'm sorry that's okay uh i guess the easy way easiest way to explain it might be on a on a biological scale Mm. right like if i have this idea that my consciousness and my memory is is tied to my physical body right i suppose it is that does come out of a uh, a clinging to the past, right, mm-hmm. and a clinging to to ego. Like the only way that I will maintain an idea of who I am and what I have been is by maintaining this form and not passing on. But I suppose that's kind of the whole point.
1: That's the whole point. Is that you're here for a blip,
0: and that. And that you are not just your ego or your memories, no. and so if you aren't those things, then there is nothing that separates you from, like you're saying, from anyone else, from anyone else in the future, or from anyone else in the past.
1: Anyone or anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's okay. I get this. It's a, like a. Con- it's an entire. Deconstruction of identity almost Uh Uh-huh So I Then I Like The next place to go would be How do we reconcile this with With The With the ego that as you just said We will continue to have and that we need Or with our day-to-day feelings that We do continue to Kind of Oppose and like we we want to be certain types of people, which affects our ego and it makes right. us sad and upset and
1: it's just i it's baby steps right the A course in miracles is three hundred and sixty five days of learning yeah. f- of lessons um and they strongly encourage you do not do more mm. than one lesson a day because it mm. too much of any new information or perception w- will you'll go spiraling. Yeah. And I know that firsthand. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's starting to detach yourself from the labels that you put in yourself. Mm. You know, I went to an accredited university. I'm, you know, I'm a Yale graduate. I have a, I, you know, for me, I made a lot of money one time and I got an, an a fancy award for it. Yeah. That happened three years ago. I'm still identifying with that when is that not going to be part of my identity (laughs) or right like these accomplishments that happen in our past that are still that badge of honor that we wear to to be okay with ourselves exactly when those are all stripped away can we still be okay with ourselves and it's finding that ability to do so
0: okay now I am a hundred percent with you. Because <laughs> this is exactly where I've been at. Okay. Is um Yeah, like I feel like I've stripped back all the things that are easy to strip back in terms of identification with myself. I'm not worried about my job. I'm not worried about about I don't know, like notable concrete achievement uh-huh. in the eyes of others. But I am still worried about being a certain type of person. And I think, at least for me, not to try to strife too much, but for me, I guess that comes, I, not for me, but for everyone, it comes out of having felt pain in the past and wanting, knowing that, or feeling like if we are a certain way, we cannot feel that pain in the future. And I feel like that kind of locks us into this need to be certain ways.
1: Hmm. I think a lot of people operate that way of just fear Mm -hmm. and don't even realize it. They're like, well, it's almost like being physically burnt, you know? Yeah. Right. You're, you burned yourself with the curling iron because you held it a certain way. Like oh, I'm never gonna do that again. Yes. And whatever, curling iron's fine, but like your entire way of speaking to people and yes, uh, you know, going about your life, um, overthinking your actions and not just just being and doing what you would naturally do and react to. Yeah. And I've had to work with that a lot because I'm I'm. So such a lively human being Mm -hmm. i remember like being you know in bed before school like so excited and like just like have so much energy and being like okay i need to calm down i need to calm down i need to calm down because it was just so much for that setting and i find myself in that even today as a 27 year old woman you know i go into social settings and i want to dance and yell and sing and and i I make people laugh and and like you know i'm just gonna go work out yeah (laughs) you know but like i'm just you know i'm at home working from home on a fucking laptop by myself so if i'm getting in a social setting i want to talk i want to be funny i want to entertain yes and you want to seize it yeah and i do but i will find myself going back to that you know that inner child that was like, "You need to be quiet. You need to chill out. Yeah, you need to stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna punish you for talking too much."
0: Exactly. Yeah, and I, I, I agree. Like we all, we all have that. I, I f- feel like that's the main thing. I think about, and it's, I don't know. First of all, I feel like you do a pretty good job in letting yourself lean into that. I mean, I hear you that you think you would be even more energetic, but I will tell the audience, we have a very energetic human being across from you right here. (laughs) Um,
1: I, well, I'm not doing that really anymore. And I'm, I am just allowing myself to just be. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is put being outside of my comfort zone Hmm. and not really caring about what people think about me that much anymore because I don't, I don't have haters yeah like who is gonna like no one's hating on me no one's no one's like saying no one has ever No, that's not true but in the last like five years i have done you know done my dues changed the patterns learned the things and and truly have become a, a good human being there is nothing that i have done that has in, in a very long time that has made me feel, you know, like bad about myself or that secret feeling of like, this is kind of a shitty thing to do, but no one really knows, but me, mm. you know, and I, I've had that feeling a lot as a teenager, sure, even in college, um, as a friend and just like not being the best person. Yeah. Um, and being almost like sneaky about it. Yeah. But... I don't do that anymore. I'm very genuine. And I'm, I'm, I work to be genuine. Yeah. And I have been made aware of how disingenuine I have been. And changed. Hmm. So... Why? Like, there's no. Uh, it's all positivity.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. See, I. I wouldn't say I envy you, but um. In the past, like I've been made aware not of being disingenuine, but more of um, times when I've hurt people. Mm. And. I think. That. Is a huge. Tr- mm-hmm. It's kind of this weight that sits on my mind and this weight that restricts, that holds down a more pure self, if that makes sense. It's like, it's one of the things that I have most, that I am most hard on myself for For in my past
1: actions to other people and how they interpreted them. Yeah. Oh, Okay yeah okay so how they interpreted them from all their own experiences and life dramas correct that has nothing to do with you yes because
0: my (laughs) freaking ego thinks gives me too much accountability which i'm sure you get too
1: yeah but do you think they still care
0: no but it's occasionally just made me lose people and that's the thing that my brain tells me is not okay to allow.
1: Yeah. Well, I've lost almost all my friends from college. I never thought, what I would ever lose. Yeah. Ever. Uh, and I've not friends with really any of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, takes two to tango. Cause I wasn't that great of a friend sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I. Had parts of my personality that came out that I didn't like during a time in my life that I wasn't happy about, yeah. that I apologized for, and those people decided to hang on to that time in my life yeah, and not show up for me when I really needed them and left me. And now they will never get to experience who I am today. And it's this idea of, you know, if you knew me four years ago, mm-hmm. you do not know who I am now. Yeah. Like, do not tell people you know me because you don't. Yeah. Even two years ago. Even one year ago. Even yesterday. I may, even, well, okay. Sure. Yeah. Even yesterday. Whatever. I'm an evolving person. Yeah. I'm aware person. I know that I haven't been a great friend sometimes, but the majority of the time been pretty good to them yeah and there's way more things that you can do right and it's the choice and the Mm. value of a friendship that was that was just like no longer seen um and sometimes i think about it i get upset about it i think about what if we ever saw each other yeah right um and that's where you go back to everyone's God. We're all child of God. I we're, We are all one. Like, love and light to all of you. I don't really want to talk to you, but sending you love and light. Yeah. Because I don't wish anything bad for them. Yeah. I, I hope the things that I know that they've been dealing with for a long time that they've been struggling with are getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, I truly do wish the best for them. And I have recognized that it hurts me that they have left my life. I've recognized that sometimes I do miss them. And it's, it took a while for me to get there instead of, I don't need you. I don't want you anymore. Good riddance. I have better friends now. Uh, Maybe a month ago, I, I was just like, you know, I miss these people yeah and that's okay
0: yeah yeah that's a part yeah it's a part of you
1: right and I don't there's no one to blame here it just is
0: that's huge Right, and that's where I'm stuck
1: okay because you're just blaming yourself yeah are you seeing it from their contribution at all not really it takes two to tango man
0: yeah hmm very much so yes i guess it's funny because you like when we dig in i can i think about these specific times um and people that it's happened with and i think yeah there. it was very much two-sided like it did have to go like there had to be lack of effort like both ways or lack of compassion or something missing um but i feel like in terms of how it affects me in the present it's hmm. it feels like those details don't matter just does that make sense like it feels like still right because you're control. you still have that feeling
1: yeah you still have that bad feeling about it Yeah. Doesn't matter how much they contributed to or not, or how much you've analyzed the situation. Yeah. You still have the same feeling. Would you say that's rooted in shame? Or what?
0: I think so. Okay. Yeah.
1: I I think it's better to just address what else you feel shameful about in your life. Just overall? Yeah. Because shame seeps into so much of our being and way of navigating the world yeah and it's like a a blinder or or like even you know blu-ray glasses change the color of your sight right it's like it's like a like a film yes over our you know inner eye
0: yeah i am totally with you there yeah I, I yeah it's hard. I feel like shame it's it's just it's yet another thing where I feel like I have a very good understanding of where shame comes from in my life mm-hmm. but um, but still struggle to practice my my response to shame and my kind of acceptance and embrace of my shame as part of myself, you know.
1: Do you do any like embodiment practices or like, you know, okay, shame's coming up. It's bubbling up. Where is this in my body?
0: I do. Okay. Yeah, I do that sometimes. Um, But like, I almost feel like my awareness of those practices is part of what gets in the way. It's like I have, it's, it's this forcefulness that I place upon myself that says handle this right you need to pay attention and you need to feel your body or blah 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 mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of more it, it's it's fuel for more shame it's for this different level of now it's a shame that that you're not treating yourself right
1: right are you doing this all like by yourself or do you have you ever worked with like an embodiment like somatic uh, practitioner or therapist or anything like that therapist
0: yes and like like, that helps yeah
1: yeah Mm -hmm.
0: yeah like (laughs) my at least my therapist i think helps a lot and
1: yeah Uh, therapists are great Yeah, it's just one road of the many sure and specifically talk therapy you're conscious constantly right you're not getting into the subconscious and subconscious your subconscious mind is where the shame lies so Mm. sure you can talk about as much as you can your your awareness has brought you to Mm -hmm. but what is still in the depths that is controlling the majority of your thought pattern actions is not being discussed or not being you know just worked through
0: i think okay i think the worked through worked through yeah i like i like that and i I guess I feel lucky because I think generally talk like I agree the talk therapy like it sits much more in this I don't know if higher mind spaces but it's it's in this layer above all of the subconscious stuff it's an analysis of all that it isn't just being in that Um, but I kind of feel fortunate because my therapist sometimes does like he's he introduces practices to get into that Mm -hmm. which is extremely helpful um and i guess i'd also th- say that i think that a good talk therapist asks questions it gets you to a place so that you can you remove layers off of what is sitting in your subconscious and that allows you to access it mm. and i i'm not always sure that like understanding what is down there in terms of like a logical building block type of understanding is helpful or necessary. Um, But I think it can be.
1: I think there's obviously levels to one's awareness. I would say for you, you're, 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 pretty much there like you know what you need to know and i don't know how much more you can you know unravel or yeah. or expose yourself to i don't know how many more aha moments about like yourself you can really find yeah but to those that are really don't know um and it, it's 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 re- i think it's really important and how the only way to get there, because there's so many things that we go through in our lives that we think are normal, or never talk about, and just kind of are unconscious about. Yeah. Right. That that sit there and dictate how we operate, but we don't really know why. Yeah. Because it's never been addressed, and that's where we're talking about peeling back the layers there's something so deep so so deeply rooted that you got to get in there to 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 work through yeah and that's what i've done and learned from my hypnotherapist okay because it's basically just guided meditation into the subconscious mind yeah um and yeah i mean and it's the heavy heavy stuff that that's there yeah that you know and she's told me for 36 years, she didn't know about this, you know, really terrible thing that happened to her. She had no idea. And then hmm. one day, you know, she just woke up and, and realized. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it, that was through her work with subconscious mind. Yeah. And put two and two together and it just changed her entire reality. That's so cool. Sort of. <laughs> um, I know it's super cool, but I, I just like what it was. I don't... I could definitely say it. I just want everyone to have a little bit of a trigger warning yeah. of sexual abuse. Okay. Trigger warning, sexual abuse. Um, she was molested by her father for years. her Entire teen years. Wow. She had no idea. Wow. And... 36 she put that together
0: holy cow
1: so you know she's not the only one and there's stories like that everywhere yeah um
0: i can just barely like i i truly can't fathom having that realization you think do you think a lot of people are are still like missing what the big thing for them is yeah yeah
1: you think a lot of people um are close mm. really close um and the the truth hurts but the truth will set you free but it is um, a lot of times earth shattering yeah and once you start to see the patterns and the connection from that root yeah your whole life just you can just see it so clearly yeah what has led you You know, why... And I've experienced this myself so much. Just like, how was I this way? Why did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. Like, how did I become this? Right? Yeah. Especially being gaslit. Or just being like, good family, good home, good life. You know, nothing really bad ever happened to me before.
0: Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah,
1: both my parents are together. I mean... I've, you know, all these um, you know, I've had privileges. A, privileges. Yeah. But my perception of myself has been for a long period of time was very shameful and you know, sad. Yeah. Um and once I realized really where that all came from, it it just made so much sense, right? And then it also you know, none of it was my fault. And that gave me so much so much relief. You know? Yeah. It just wasn't nothing I did wrong. It was just something that happened to me. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I know. Um That does sound empowering Yeah, to realize that.
1: Or just, and I've always wondered that, and I think a lot of us do too. Or maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just, maybe, I don't know. But I always was like trying to put my finger on it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it didn't make sense to me why... I was the way I was for, uh, for, you know, through high school and it's really just high school. Yeah. I just didn't understand.
0: Do you feel like it, does it become harder to base yourself off of that foundational piece, the older you get? Cause I feel like for me, um, just having spent a fair amount of time, feeling like um, I have agency over what happens to me. It is up to me whether I do things or I think things that that are hurtful or that affect me rather than things having happened to me. And that makes it kind of harder to, maybe even to have self-compassion. It's like, it means there's more... Um I don't know if hatred maybe hatred, but maybe more th- the word is just it's just accountability over myself, blame placed on myself. So I'm curious what you think of that.
1: So as you've gotten older, your ability to be accountable for your actions and feelings causes you to feel more like I don't know responsible for your suffering yes (laughs) okay well I mean that's true yeah but it's I guess it's just back to like what are you actually suffering or like what why are you even in a place to allow this to feel like suffer, where can you find that peace? What will bring you peace?
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. And one, are there, there's a lot of things I've forgiven myself for. Mm -hmm. A lot. Um, What have you forgiven yourself for a lot of things?
0: It's <laughs> a good question for some things, but probably not for everything that I need to. Right. Yeah.
1: Which means that there's levels to things of which that matter to you. Yeah. And the idea going back to the books. Yeah. the course, of miracles is that everything's on the same level. So if you're not forgiving the highest, doesn't matter that you forgot forgave the lowest.
2: Hmm. Because makes they're sense. all one.
1: One. And they're all the same. So like yeah. until it's like truly forgiven or yeah, forgiven. hmm Doesn't really do you any good.
0: <laughs> all right
1: yeah cool i've <laughs> cool. <laughs> i had a yoga teacher come into class once and she's just like i never can say it right she said it's so good but so nonchalant and she just goes you know everything that you You know, think no one knows that you just hold on to that's a secret and you keep it a secret so that, you know, you'll bring it to the grave with you that you don't feel good about or whatever. God knows. Someone knows and it's God. So just take a breath. You know, you don't have to hold on to anything anymore because God knows. And I come back to that a lot. Yeah. Especially big G God You know, man in the sky. No, but a higher consciousness knows because it is my consciousness. Yeah. And it's in my consciousness. Yeah. yeah. And there are there are things in my life. I don't have them anymore Mm -hmm. because I've spoken about them to at least one human Mm -hmm. (laughs) that. For before I spoke, you know, that I really felt were just mine. Or just a secret that I had for for years um, that, you know, I couldn't imagine ever telling anybody. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who have those. But knowing that someone that you never have to speak to or something. Right. That you never have to speak to just knows and accepts and loves you.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I'm it's funny cuz this is a podcast so I should be able to talk. But <laughs> it's it's weird when when you say something and it resonates and I just like I don't have anything to add.
1: It just is. it's okay.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I come back it to is that okay. a lot. I come back to that a lot. Mike, okay someone already knows it's okay
0: yeah i like that yeah yeah and i feel like it just it helps so much with with just being because doing anything else putting layers on top of just being wearing masks comes from thinking that you need to hide that stuff right yeah
1: And there's a time and a place for the conversation. You can't Mm -hmm. just like talk about, you know, extreme traumas in your life with anybody.
0: Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's even about verbally putting it out there at all. Sure. Yeah. It's just about.
1: Well, I mean, you know, let's say that you've had, you know, a terrible thing happen to you, like that woman's story. Yeah. She's not going to just tell anybody that. Yeah. You know. She does speak to it. Mm -hmm. And she told me that she tells all of her clients she will talk about this, um, you know, at a at a function. Right. Yeah. But there's a time and a place. Not just chit chatting with her girlfriends.
0: I feel like it's more about knowing that you can it can exist almost like like it can exist in your mind. Mm. freely or within you freely at any time right and that's what's freeing i feel like for me like the the fear or or i'm i clamp down on certain things that i feel arise within me um when i'm worried they won't be appropriate or when i'm worried they'll turn me into or they'll they'll make me behave in a way that I don't want to
2: Mm -hmm.
0: so it's nice to think about how like it's already it's already known that it doesn't do anything for anyone to try to shut it up inside you right yeah
1: Uh I have a friend uh, an older friend she's probably 50 plus and her husband also 50 plus one time when he was like 14 15 um was maybe not 14 15 maybe a little bit older actually now that I think of it uh doesn't really matter the age, but he was under the age of like 25. Let's just say that he's now a 55 year old man. Mm. And he got into a fight beating someone up and almost killed somebody. Um. And it due to his, you know, his rage that he, that anger that just went to that highest level. Um, And he has lived his entire life in fear of getting to that anger again and has like shut the valve of really experiencing that emotion. And it is, it holds him back to so much. Um, And even like getting angry, like really at all. Yeah. And anger is such an important emotion. All of them are important. Yeah. Um, and he, it, it, he really hinders himself and his relationships due to his inability to, to let, he doesn't trust himself. You know, he thinks he's going to kill somebody. Literally.
0: I relate to this on not the same level, but in a way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Being, um. Mm, it's sad, but it's scary to know that we um we all have sharp edges.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, seeing red for real. Yeah. But that's being in control and awareness of your emotions. Like, what is happening in your life that is making you angry enough, you know? Yeah. And is it really, like, it's uh, your perception that makes you that angry. Yeah. There's, I remember another yoga teacher just, you know, being blissed out, peaceful as fuck, getting her car towed, and she's just like, yeah, I don't even care. Yeah. You know? Like, but if, I mean... Currently, current state of mind right now, um, driving currently bothers me a little bit. I have some irritation at the moment. So if I got my car towed right now, that would make me so fucking angry I can't even describe to you. Yeah. And would be really bad if that happened to me right now. And there's nothing that I can pull out of my toolbox to calm me down about that one.
2: Mm.
1: Not much. Like I can breathe through it. Um, but that would be a really bad thing because I have a lot of things in there that I need to go to immediately after this. Yeah. <laughs> one of which is work. <laughs> so <laughs> I have like an entire photo booth in there. Uh yeah, it'd just be a bad thing, you know? But um That's great. I would love to get to a place where, like, nothing phases me. Yeah. Like, I'm just not getting there. Hmm. And I really don't. My mood is pretty consistent.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, are you sure you want to get to a place where nothing phases you? Because I think I'm at a place where a lot doesn't faze me and I I think I find myself wanting
1: I do too. More. I would say I am at a place that nothing really fazes me. Yeah. And I feel a little bleak. Yeah. Uh, And I wish I cried more. Mm. Like I'm envious of those that can really experience a lot of emotion. Okay. And I don't know if it's because I've like is it the awareness that really just like keeps me leveled?
0: Yeah. It could be. I mean... I guess I would feel like this is always not not a problem, but hmm. something about being aware and kind of more detached, I guess, is that, yeah, like things, things don't affect you. Things almost seem more more things kind of seem more trivial, like it's it's everything is a lot lighter, Mm. you know, and so. Yeah, when everything is a lot lighter, you don't get the heavy shit to make you cry. And I almost... I, I think I, I find myself in this in-between place of of wanting to be lighter and springier and thinking that will kind of make me more energetic and mm. smiley, but also fearing the loss of this, this heaviness, this depth of feeling... Because um, Like on the contrary to you I I, do Like I cry fairly frequently And I There are a lot of my favorite Moments like of my mm. week Because mm. um, I don't think Very little else Makes me feel so deeply As these moments when I'm able to Kind of like Fully embrace This This pain Or this fear that I can have wash over me. So it's weird. It's, I don't know. Balance, I guess. Like always.
1: Right. There's been times in my life where I've very random weird things have made me just like hysterical for a long period of time that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. So and I've recognized that there's been times in my life as a child that I've wanted to cry and, like, didn't and couldn't, mm. didn't feel safe. So I think that's a lot of suppression Yeah. Um. that I felt and just, like, uh, you know, adapted to, evolved with. Just, like, this is not a, a way of uh, expressing emotion.
0: Totally. Mm-hmm. I I totally get that. And, like, to your point of saying things that weren't about you making you hysterical random things that's something too that not not that i've gotten hysterical i mean i guess i it's not the point the point is that i i've had these few moments recently where like i'm i'm kind of successful in peeling back layers Enough to like actually Listen to myself to have Self-compassion and to reach Some some kind of Acceptance That brings me out of my Head um, into my Body and into my surroundings um, And I guess this has been Like super visceral to me because it's really Rare like any time that I'm not Calculating working Is very rare but I've noticed These few moments and I've had similar experiences where these external things like create intense emotion and it's usually joy and like appreciation and gratitude. Um, And I guess the only kind of what I'm getting to is that I don't need this, this heavy attachment to myself my struggle my feelings to continue to access that depth of emotion i know that if i unburden myself from those things that i'll actually be much that i can't might be much freer to connect with what's going on around me to connect with my body and just feel much more strongly
1: mm-hmm.
0: that was a lot sorry
1: it's okay yeah Uh uh-huh it's okay
0: to not say anything that's the great thing i can edit out long pauses (laughs) so we can chill as long as we have to Uh,
1: this has been pretty intense yeah (laughs) i came in with the raw come on (laughs) but i encourage you all to you know take what i said and be like just like okay, what is this chick talking about? And then you'll see like how legitimate this book is. And I want to be clear that they don't make, I mean, they sell the book, Mm -hmm. right. But they don't like, you can access the entire text for free online and like have like an Etsy shop. But like, yeah, they're not trying to like make money. No one's trying to make money from this material. Yeah. It's not, you know, which is
0: very rare.
1: Right. So it's real.
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> considering like
1: my I
0: keep thinking about I mean almost like I feel skepticism bubble up in me when you say God because of capital G God, even like you mentioned.
1: Yeah, guy in the sky.
0: Yeah. Um and so this is in clear opposition to the best-selling book of all time.
1: Right. What? The Bible. Right. Yeah yeah
0: yeah this is actually hopefully i think it seems like trying to help not trying to indoctrinate
1: so i think as i've been diving into a course of miracles this work also uh, aaron abke is a youtuber okay um he goes into a lot of this and eloquently explains it so if you actually want to just like watch some of his youtube videos go to these playlists of i am one series um jesus you know mystical jesus series a big thing that i'm learning from him is like back then um back when the bible was written there was on- they only had so many ways of describing things and language was just uh not <laughs> not not helping them right huh they didn't have the word consciousness wasn't developed enough yeah they weren't developed enough hmm. to properly um convey what they were actually talking about hmm. so people like inter have interpreted the bible incorrectly um rightfully so because we're interpreting it in our modern day or bad modern english yeah so a lot of l- the language is is interpreted and and just... Interesting. Not... It's not clear. And we have no way of clarifying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we can't ask anyone. There's no recordings. There's no video. And that's, so much has been lost.
0: Yeah. And that's why there... I mean, there are so many sects of Christianity. Mm-hmm. There's so much interpretation to be done.
1: However... If you're a well-rounded person like Aaron Abke, he explains it super well of when Jesus is talking about like himself, Hmm. he's talking about like one, one (laughs) big O (laughs) consciousness. Yeah. Like we are all one when it's me, it's all of us. And people interpreted that as just him, but he's talking about like. The collective yeah um, it's mystical Jesus is that playlist it's like really brilliant and you know and maybe those listening get a little apprehensive with that yeah and I do too but if you know let again zooming out aren't I mean what year is it right like our entire world <laughs> is is ingrained in this religious text yeah in these concepts and uh, it's it's like turning a blind eye to to just rule it out
0: yeah it's uh, and i i guess like my my thinking is it's the reason i'm skeptical of of organized religion is because of um or take Christianity or Catholicism is that it's so specific and it's so right. they take it so literally Right. and it's there's like, no reason for it to be taken literally no. but it doesn't of course it doesn't mean that there aren't like that there aren't extremely valuable concepts to apply to your perspective of the world of your life
1: yeah I think my point is just like Take what you need, leave the rest. Like, take it from all different religions and make, and make your your spiritual wholeness. Yeah. Your own spiritual wholeness. Totally. And identify your own beliefs, and how you want to navigate this human experience.
0: I actually, yeah, I feel, I feel the same way about philosophy, sometimes. Right. Yeah. Because so many people like. And just just like when you think about there are there are several major religions which don't necessarily fit with each other in in the same way there are tons of major philosophies that don't align with one another and mm-hmm. it's it it's more like whatever gives you understanding and peace like that is the point. The point isn't to be right; the point is to be
1: cuz what is right? Exactly. What's there right to you, I guess. Yeah. What feels correct to you.
0: That is all that matters.
1: And that can change. Totally. You don't have to have the same belief your entire existence.
0: Yeah. It will like it will change, especially when you think of what you were saying before of you're not the same person as 4 years ago or right. 2 years ago or a year ago. You have to be you have to know it will change. Right.
1: And of course, core of your being, you know, I've been this energetic, happy person my entire life. That's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. And I love that about me. But it's, you know, that's my personality. Yeah. And I lost that and I came back to it, you know, um, I think. But it's just how I navigate the world and friendships and things like that. So. Yeah relationships in general
0: it's just like your particular way of channeling yeah kind of
1: yeah and i i just think i also find this stuff all just fascinating fascinating and i don't know like you can't that's that's a big part of it it's just like okay this is cool
0: yeah (laughs) this is cool they're just interesting ideas and it's
1: it's as a spirit someone in the spiritual world been in there for a long time um i've tried a lot of things and mm, to me this is more lasting change and peace and Mm. a a way of being in a um not even so much a lifestyle but just like a change that is i think a little bit more legitimate
0: sure sure
1: then you know following the moon and which is helpful it's good new moon you know whatever you can interpret out however you want um but i've been trying to use the moon for years and it's not working yeah (laughs) and like yeah yeah i don't know
0: well it's just like we said like maybe for some people the moon will work if it's not Maybe you took what you could have taken from it already, Mm -hmm. and now you can take from...
1: And I'll always go to a full moon sound bath and, like, do a new moon journaling session. Like, whatever. Sure. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever. Yeah. Give pictures of it. I got moon, you know, uh, uh, pillows and Mm -hmm. all the things. Like, it's beautiful, but it's not going to help me find peace. Yeah.
0: And that's what matters.
1: Yeah. And you know the, there's just so much out here, out there, and I want something that's like, yeah, course of miracles, baby. Mm-hmm. It's a course. It's like the spiritual Bible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you worry that it also won't be the answer, ever?
1: I. I don't really have a lot of expectations. I just want less suffering.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. What I really want is to be off my phone much less. Yeah. And I'm so aware of it, but I feel like I'm almost on it even more. Because <laughs> it's gotten so much more addictive.
0: <sighs> totally. Well, I was... My phone feels like even one of the... um. Distractions that has become um, clearer to me, and one that I have been depriving myself of more. But again, this is something kind of kind of big, but that I just was thinking about and writing about earlier today is that I think that by not going on my phone, or by literally by not doing anything, like almost almost being in an, a meditative state maybe i'm just not sitting in the exact right position um is putting myself in that more often will enable me to connect with my most core self um but i've realized that like a lot of the time if it's not instagram or tiktok or youtube that's distracting me my own thoughts my own Stories and scenarios and narratives and self-pity a lot of the time can be just as much of a distraction as anything else I might look at externally. And so I feel like that was a big kind of crystallization of ideas to um, help, again, detach me from all that shit going on in my head a little bit more.
1: So you're saying that, Are you just like, well, what's the point if I'm still having these rapid thoughts? No. I could just do, I could, fuck it, I'll just go on YouTube.
0: (laughs) More so, more so like, like, I shouldn't, if I'm discontent with distracting myself with YouTube, Mm -hmm. I should be just as discontent with distracting myself Ah. with the rat race of my mind and actually try to search for a little bit of peace.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah yeah i'm i'm kind of stuck in like my need for like constant consumption like always got a podcast music playing yeah watching a show before bed reading a book um you know on my phone on instagram scroll like i'm just bored yeah um and i'm i'm bored a lot more than i would like to be yeah. and i'm having the things that make me not bored and it's just like this in general but you kind of have to like sit down and do something and it takes a few minutes to start and you have to have these materials together in a space and this and that or you can just open up your phone yep and be distracted, stimulated, dopamine dopamine hit
0: yep i i read this book for like an hour and a half yesterday. That one. Yeah. On the table. Um, what is it called? Wheel of time. Wheel of time. Yes. Bueno. Um, and because so there's this there's this neuroscience podcast that I've listened to. I've talked about many times. It's called Huberman Lab. Um, one of the he has a lot of content on like focus on neuroplasticity, which is basically the brain's ability to change. And he talks about these like ultradian cycles that your nervous system goes through where you can put in like an hour and a half of focused work almost Mm -hmm. on an activity before your brain kind of gets fried out and part of it is supposed to be like in your first 10 minutes of trying to do that activity your brain is going to drift to other things your focus is going to be taken away and you have to keep trying to bring it back to the thing yeah to stay engaged And I read it for an hour and a half. And the thing is, my focus, like, it was not just that my focus was drifting in the first 10 minutes. My focus continued to drift throughout the whole time.
1: Of reading the book? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's why, like, if I'm not going to sit and stay focused on the same thing for a while, my phone is already made for my mind to be, to follow my mind as it jumps around, to bring it from place to place. And so why wouldn't I? pick up that thing which is fitting more
1: yeah i i've been trying to read more Hmm. and i'm reading like page turners yeah and that is super helpful
0: that is awesome page turners are great yeah rare though hard to find i feel like
1: so for me colleen hoover Okay. Um, I mean, there's Colleen Hoover. Table. She's one of like, she has like New York Times bestsellers. Has sold like twenty five million books. Um, she's like gonna beat out J.K. Rowling pretty soon. Really? Yeah.
0: I am writing her name down, so I remember.
1: But like, yeah, I think her, her books are great to read. I don't know how much you would like them. Okay. Um, but they're you know romantic stories. Um, I'd probably be into it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, she's great. It's she just writes really well, um, and nothing is too cataclysmic. It's just like you want to know what happens. Yeah, and um, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Like
0: I love sitcoms for the exact same reason.
1: Exactly. Um, it's you know I'm never like stuck on a word. Yeah. Um, and it's just. You know, I didn't read for like six months and I read two of her books in a week. That's awesome. And I found another book. And even though you said it's rare, like I don't think it is. I think we just need to find them. Sure. And there's plenty of people like I'm I will literally look up page turner books. Yeah. And there's a whole article, whole blog listing them.
0: I got to get on that. Yeah. Very cool.
1: And just so I read, instead of, but then I'm like, oh, this is better. But then I'm thinking about the characters before I go to bed. Yep. Like it would for a TV show.
0: Totally. And you're so, almost like, is it that much different?
1: Right. Yeah. So my roommate and I are trying to do Yin before bed. A Yin, a type of yoga. Okay. Which is very restorative yoga, um, like you, similar to what you would do at the end of a yoga class. Mm. But with like bolsters and blocks and calming music to help us sleep. And then we're like off our phone or we journal and then we go to bed. And that's what we're trying to do. Hmm. We're, We're thinking of actually starting a YouTube channel called Awakened Roommates. And having specific topics of how we want to produce more and consume less. And... I like that. Yeah. So it's holding each other accountable but also like you know documenting our journey into finding that peace away from the phone yeah <laughs> because it's it's so addicting for so many and it's terrible for our nervous system and they have designed it to be like this and it Poisonous. it is it is literally just getting worse yeah and it is it's as bad as fucking heroin and it's just fucked yeah. And our brains are changing.
0: Yes. Totally. Yeah. I, f- I just feel like it would be extremely relatable content.
1: Yeah. So we're going to do it. Fuck yeah. I'm so excited. Let's um, go. Also was thinking back to like my comment about being like pretty baseline hmm. and like a lot of that can be done with like medication. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm not a medication. <laughs> like, I'm not an antidepressant. I've ever been. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that sometimes. I feel like I'm just like aloof. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's scary.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it's because like I have a lot of my way of like changing myself and my life is not putting myself in situations where I acted in a way I didn't like. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. did I actually change or do I just like not put myself in these situations anymore? Ooh, <laughs> You know? Or I'm just like, I'm literally not in them. I'm not in college anymore. I'm not in high school anymore.
0: Yeah. Uh. uh mm, well, what, what do I want to say? Um, yeah, when you're not like within a system as much, nothing external is placing you in situations that are out of your comfort zone which means that it's only you who will be placing yourself in situations that are out of your comfort zone and that feels unnatural sometimes too i don't know how much this resonates
1: yeah no of course like i literally can work nine to five like be at my computer in my house at 5 p.m and get off yep go and just chill for the rest of the night
0: and you can do that every day.
1: I can do that every day.
0: Yeah. And same.
1: Can literally just watch TV and go to bed.
0: Yeah. You can endlessly consume. Yeah. You can not meet any new people. Right. You can always be in a place where you completely belong. Right. And can feel safe.
1: And no one's going to... No one's... Doing in my life is doing anything to make that not happen for me. Yeah. I am the only one that is like, nope, I'm going to teach yoga till 10 o'clock at night on Tuesday. I'm going to be at a yoga studio from 530 to 10 p.m. And I going to teach two classes and then do staff when I have a full time job. Yeah. Uh, Because I want to be out of the house around people in my community Um, and, and physically teaching a practice that I love and serving people.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And then I go to dance class when I am not a trained dancer at Mm -hmm. all. And I go and learn a choreo several times a week. Yeah. And show up by myself and stand in the front and learn a choreo I've never learned before. Yeah and and try.
0: <laughs> yeah, what else is there?
1: Yeah. Cuz I don't like going to bars. I don't really like drinking that much. Yeah. Like it's fun. I brought it back into my life because god, man, without it, <laughs> it's fucking hard.
0: Yeah, you feel disconnected.
1: Disconnected and it's just I'm someone who can have a beer. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I I spent two years without alcohol, and I know I don't really like it that much, but I can have a beer. I can have two. Yeah. I can have a glass of wine, and I'm very fortunate, but bringing that back into my life and having those moments, I probably go out to a bar or drinking once, maybe twice a month, right? And that feels healthy to me. Sure. Um. It feels okay and it feels a lot better than this like weekend warrior weekly thing. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're having, even if you're drinking twice a week, if you're having six plus drinks th- those evenings, you know, that's 12, 15 drinks a week. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and being in the, in the levels of drunkness and and like why you are actually doing it you know is it for the buzz like i'm just doing it so i'm out of the fucking house yeah (laughs) like and and interacting with people you know yeah
0: for most people i i mean i think it's the sorry if also if you have to go because i know
1: i have to go in four minutes I don't have to go-go in four minutes, but I just have... We have to end this in four minutes.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Um, Oh. Oh. Oops. Um, What was I going to say? Oh. Like, most people are, are drinking. I mean, the buzz. People say the buzz, and there's a buzz, but I feel like the purpose of the buzz is... Just to get out of people's heads, right? Right. Um. I guess that that feels like it's exactly the problem.
1: Yeah, it's disassociation,
0: avoidance, right? Yeah,
1: or like, and like, if if you're drinking and you're not aware that this is not truly serving you, if you're not really looking at like. Why do I feel the need that I, in order to, have I ever hung out with these people sober? What? If I'm just sitting around my house with a group of people, why do we all need to be drinking? Yeah. Why is that elevating our experience? Exactly. And my, actually my Halloween party was such an incredible example of how, of, of, what I want more of my adult life to be. Hmm. And it's people, some are drinking, some not, but no one needing, needing to be drunk. Yeah. And still being able to have a good time and good conversation and good company and good energy. Totally. That is palpable because you are, you know, sober enough to be aware of it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, and, rare in some circles right. I feel like I feel like part of it too okay. is that some people drink it feels like drinking and this has been me in the past drinking enables intimacy it enables openness and conversation yeah well it's like it's like an excuse it's an excuse to be silly like all this talk that we had earlier about how how much accountability I feel in blaming myself i feel think drinking is an a way out mm-hmm. of that
1: yeah I mean to be silly like I mean that's because that's your perception of it right like well I can't just fully be myself like anywhere but yeah. in this like contained setting where we're all drinking alcohol like well everyone's drunk so I can open up a little bit exactly Um, but yeah like there's no beer pong at my parties mm-hmm. we're not watching someone hold a beer and throw a fucking ball on a cup yeah. okay we're talking and playing taboo fuck yeah <laughs> <sighs> it's just elevate you know yeah this has been sick i hope people actually listen to this
0: people will listen to this and okay, i agree cool. this was awesome yeah this is absolutely awesome okay um we have to go so stephanie isn't late to her next
1: venture appointment <laughs> mit f- winter formal baby let's go let's fucking go <laughs> it's my favorite event of the year i literally get drunk and high with them and just take their pictures and it's so fucking fun that's awesome <laughs>
0: i am excited for you all right thank you everyone love you goodbye
1: danke shame bye